1: So what are we smoking this week? So uh this week we are smoking the uh Aging Room Quattro um and the size of this is going to be the Vibrato. But um not only is it the Quattro, it's the new Nicaragua Quattro. Yeah, like apparently with Aging Room, you know, they're a uh a, a boutique cigar maker, um but their popularity really kind of exploded when um they did the Quattro F fifty five. Yeah, it's kind of like the OG
2: original aging room, which we were always fans of. But
1: yes, I, I love that cigar before it got number two on cigar <laughs> or aficionado because then it like went up five or six dollars yeah. in price.
2: So now they've come out with uh, this. Uh, they've come out with a Quattro Connecticut, Quattro Nicaragua, and Quattro Maduro, where the the Nicaragua is a. A Nicaraguan puro version of the, of the Quattro. So wrapper, binder, filler, all is Nicaraguan tobacco.
1: Yes. So um, this is going to be out of the cuatro uh, Nicaragua line, and this is actually going to be um, one of the you know first um, Nicaraguan puros to be part of that lineup. Um, you know, a lot of their other stuff was um, you know Dominican Republic. So this is going to support... Uh, sport a Nicaraguan wrapper, binder, and filler. Um, And this is made in the uh, Tabaculera Fernandez factory. Ooh,
2: Fernandez.
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, i got to say, like, right off the bat, um, it's shaping up to be a pretty good cigar, Um, you know. I would say notes of earth, some cedar, um, a touch of, uh, light spice, not super heavy, but enough to, you know, be able to taste, um, yeah, some good old peppery, uh, this always like some, yeah, I mean, so, peppery. I mean, this is a great one, you know, for, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a mix of, um, you know, sweet and spice and everything nice. Um, you know, Once again, you know, Aging Room, I've yet to have a bad cigar from them. Yeah, I mean... I mean,
2: this kind of sucks that they, you know, back when we get the F55 fairly cheap, and then now it's like, you know, these are $12 sticks. (laughs) Because when they found... Like most companies, good, when they they make a good product and and they become popular, price uh, shoots up substantially.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think they're, you know... uh, Damn you, cigar aficionado for ruining my cheap smokes. Well, I mean, I think anytime you have the more boutique blends, you know, I mean, anytime you throw out the word boutique, I mean, think about it in a hotel perspective, right? You're going to pay more for, you know, that less than, you know, chain experience. So, you know, here, um, I, I've smoked some good cigars. I mean, I will say that there is something, you know, about the taste on this one that's a little bit different. That you know, I would be willing to pay another twelve or thirteen bucks to do all over again. In fact, I would love to try out, you know, some more of the uh, the things from the Maduro lineup. Yeah, because
2: that was the thing with that F fifty five is I liked it when it came out, but then once the the price shot up on it, it was kind of like. I know there's like a certain level where something's like, all right, it's good to be enough to be a daily smoke, but then once it gets out of that you know, ten dollar range, it's like, can I afford to use this as a daily smoke? And that's kind of what happened with the F fifty five. So it's like I don't smoke it as I, often know, as I did when it first came out.
1: Unfortunately, I think the more that we see government and you know the uncertainty. The point is, I'm poor.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: you know, getting involved in the premium cigar industry, you know, it creates a lot of shakeup and a lot of turmoil. And uh, I mean, even, you know, um, brands that have consistently had, you know, uh, sub $10 cigars, like, you know, I mean, I can say I've seen the increases on Punch. I've seen it on New World. I've seen it on a lot of the, you know, like the the old Rocky Patel edge was like a five
2: dollar stick when it first came out. Yeah, it's like a seven eight dollar cigar too.
1: So, I mean, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, there's a, a a price to pay, and uh, you know, a, a, to be a connoisseur, you got to be willing to fork out the bucks, unless somehow we mysteriously just end up with magical free cigars. I I I love when we get cigar bombed It's (laughs) always a good thing (laughs)
2: Oh So yeah Kind of as we're talking of a return to an old Favorite uh, uh, So is this week's episode we're talking about Not that remake Ghostbusters that we still are refusing To watch but the original OG Like when the 20th anniversary of Ghostbusters 1 Came around I don't think we were a podcast Yet so we never Actually got a chance to talk about it so Now that the 20th anniversary of Ghostbusters 2 has rolled around, we're going to take the opportunity to revisit the OG Ghostbusters. And we're not talking about that weird cartoon uh, Ghostbusters. No, we're talking about the freaking Ecto-1 driving, which should always be a 57 Cadillac ambulance, not that
1: 70s Cadillac from the new shit. OG Ghostbusters. So um, I guess if you're going to hunt ghosts, stay up all night.
2: Who are you going to call?
1: (laughs) Strikeforceenergy.com.
2: use your promo code CIGARNERDS for 20% off your order. Hey, if you're living in a haunted house, you're not going to be sleeping anyway cuz those things that go bump in the night are going to keep you up all night. So you might as well have some strike force, you know, in the little tin pouches that you can fit in your utility belt, you know, uh hook them to your uh, your proton pack or you know, if you're if you're you know hardcore, get that 750 uh milliliter bottle in four awesome flavors. Make America grape again is my is my favorite. Yep. You know, but always
1: use your promo code Cigar Nerds for twenty percent off your order. Let me ask you, like I, most of the time I am not a fan of artificial grape or artificial banana. How is the the grape flavor? Like it's not I mean Would you compare it to a grape Kool Aid or would you compare it? Yeah, I'd it say to, like a grape Kool like if I mix it into that like grape Powerade,
2: like I can't tell the difference. <laughs> so like, it does have, it, it, you know, some sweetness yeah, and stuff it, to it. It's not like that, you know. Getting the uh, what you call it, like the purple grape uh, bubble yum gum that 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 fake ass grape flavor. Like I said, pour it in some of the the purple uh, Powerade, freaking blends right in. So it's it's like I said, it's 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 a good fake grape flavoring. Or like it's getting summer, you want to make some uh, some of that orange and some uh, screwdrivers,
1: get real jacked up. <laughs> Both with energy and in inebri- shade. Nothing yeah. like being super drunk and super awake. Yeah. <laughs> Because usually what happens at the super drunk phase is you start crashing. Yeah, just
2: power through. (laughs) And if you puke on somebody, you would be like, they slimed me, Ray. (laughs) And with that, we'll be right back.
1: such an iconic you know song i mean i can remember riding around parking lots and stuff you know blasting that shit you know repping my nerd cred uh you know i mean good old ray parker yeah
2: that freaking original ghostbuster song just stand the test of time
1: yes absolutely
2: I hear that shit pop up on the radio, like everyone, especially like around
1: Halloween time. Oh yes, be like, definitely. I mean, be like, oh shit, they're playing Ghostbusters up in here. And I mean, you know, even going back and rewatching, you know, yes, the effects aren't that great, but definitely the the, the humor and the story and just the overall enjoyment, um, you know, definitely makes this a a timeless classic. Yeah, and except for like,
2: I mean. A lot of times we go back and watch something from 1984. We get super bad CGI, but with the exception of like maybe when the the Hellhounds are running through the hotel, the effects pretty
1: well hold up. Yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean, because a lot of stuff was done like practically, like a lot of like, and then like that weird kind of animation style ghosts from um, when we talked about uh, it was not not The Exorcist, uh, Poltergeist. That same kind of, yes. kind of, uh, uh, how, whatever early CGI or, <laughs> or hell was it? I don't even know how they did that, you know, that kind of stuff back in the day. But yeah, it was, you know, it holds up a lot better than some of the other movies we've oh, gone yeah. back and watched. Most are-
1: definitely. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, as many times as I've seen these films, I mean... I I still enjoy them just as much watching them the, the the 30th and 40th time, you know, as when I first watched it the, you know, first time. I mean, I mean just they they don't really especially the first one doesn't get old. Um the second one, you know, took a a little bit more of a, a serious turn, um but I mean I still found it to be quite enjoyable as well. Oh. You know, rewatching the weirdest thing, and
2: like I said, we'll we'll get heavy into into two in a second. But the weirdest thing difference between the first movie and the second movie is they tried to make Egon funny in the second movie. In the first movie, he's such like the straight man. Like does everything he says is completely unironic. If he says something, it's funny. Like no, he's just saying something. It's not. He's not trying to tell a joke, but. And this one, he, like, he cracks jokes occasionally. And everybody kind of looks at him, too, like, kind of like we do as an audience, going, are you okay, man? Because you're making it. And he just kind of smiles, like, ha, you don't expect me to tell jokes. <laughs> that was kind of the weirdest difference between the first and second one. I was like, fuck, when did Egon get funny? I forgot, like, him trying to be a wise-ass.
1: <laughs> Usually I get those looks, but it's me, you know, people like, really? That was a terrible joke. Yep. Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> Hey, man, I got some endless one-liners.
2: Oh. I heard one the other day it was bad. It's like, how do you clear out an Iranian bingo parter called B-52?
1: <laughs> so I guess now we got to, like, play some B-52s or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, 1984's Ghostbusters.
2: Of course, directed by the legendary Ivan Reitman, starring Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, and uh, Ed, uh fucking Winston, Ernie Hudson <laughs> had a brain fart there because like I don't think I've ever like referred to Ernie Hudson as Ernie. And from him, like, hey, it's Winston. Yeah. No matter what movie he's in, it's like hell. He was on Arrow this season as uh as Diggle's father. <laughs> he played some
1: general. I'm like, holy shit. It's uh, <laughs> Winston's. Which I'm I'm guilty of doing that all the time. Like, I, I remember people's faces and characters they play. I can't tell you probably 90% of celebrities' actual names out there. So it's like, hey, it's that guy, you know, that character from that movie, you know? <laughs> and it's like, never the person's actual name. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. I
2: mean, that's kind of a shot to how iconic this movie was, because, you know, yeah, he's been in... Yeah, a shitload of movies and TV shows and stuff.
1: But when you see him, you're like, oh, it's Winston. Are, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's we're old. Yeah. Are are we pander too much to our favorites? Who <laughs> knows? But yeah. You know, this
2: movie uh, kind of you know low, lower budget for I mean, thirty million made two hundred ninety five million. But you know, it's kind of. I think that's why the which like I said, I'm basing on just what I think from the trailers. Cause I've never actually watched the new movie. I think that's why there was such a backlash on that new movie is this is like, we've always said like, you know, what is the things that are going to be like the sacred cows that you cannot possibly reboot. And I think we kind of proved like, Oh fuck ghostbusters is one of those that,
1: that, you know, you can't reboot. Cause people were well, just like, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I think there's ways to go about it. You know, uh, Unfortunately, like oftentimes things are getting rebooted only to play to a specific crowd or to showcase a different version of political correctness and or just know, to make money off of a name like hey yes, people this and, name's popular
2: we we can probably resell this to some people
1: and you know to me, that takes away. I mean, not to say that those films can't be enjoyable, but, you know, just, I i guess it takes away the raw viewing experience, and, you know, automatically I go into it with some sort of a preconceived notion that I'm not going to enjoy the film, and I find myself not being able to truly open up to give it a unbiased, you know, um, viewing, I, I at least from my perspective. I mean, you know, and that, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's kind of kept me away from, you know, watching the the newest version of Ghostbusters is you know, I I don't really see the nods or the necessity or, you know, the reference material actually, you know, being utilized, you know. I, I you know, I almost view it as a way, "Hey, we're going to Instead of a you know majority male cast do a majority female cast, you know why because we can okay, great, you know, but yeah, and just the, the me as a viewer, I have the option to give my time and money to that or to not give my time and money, and you know around that same time, there were so many other films that I was ecstatic and excited for that those are the ones that i 'm going to give my time and money to. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think it was also a you know not a good sign when go to Walmart and the merchandise was on clearance like two weeks after the movie had came out. And <laughs> they were already trying to get rid of everything. I'm like,
1: that's ah, not a good sign. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's that's not a a dig because it's a you know majority female cast. I mean, as... I've all those people have been in other movies that I really enjoyed. Yes, but it was just
2: oh, Ghostbusters had a very unique tone to it. Where this was hilarious, but the characters in the movie played it seriously, like they weren't trying to be silly. Where this looked like, oh no, we know this is a comedy. We're gonna do a hour and a half, two hour Saturday Night Live skit. It looked like, like I said, the tone of the movie was so much different than than the original. Because I said one thing I like about it, it's it's very much a well, I don't want to say realistic when you're dealing with a movie about ghosts, but the the characters are you were in characters aren't real.
1: <laughs> is that what you're saying? I mean, I mean, I've I've seen shit that will turn you white as Winston. Says. <laughs> so I have 2 It's called <laughs> I've used it in the kitchen and it makes a mess and goes all over you and you're like, oh, I'm, I am now the marshmallow uh, puff man.
2: I mean, I'm full on you know ghost believer. Hell, where did the cigar shop and a box fell off the shelf of the humidor and I was like, shit, ghost. <laughs>
1: So it's like <laughs> it's almost the library but it's a cigar shop. Oh fuck. <laughs> I think we need to start investing some equipment. <laughs> or call up our friends that we had on the uh the podcast yeah. uh you know North Georgia the the ghost hunting group. Yeah, I was like, like we need
2: to come make sure our, our cigar shop's not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, this like I said Especially a lot of comedies today, especially when they're retouching old material, are very like tongue in cheek. Like we know we're making a silly comedy. Where this was like
1: you know they treated it semi the material semi seriously. (laughs) But I mean, then again too, like I, I I think on the flip side, because there's a lot of you know stuff that you know gets referenced that you know I realize. I'm now getting old that, you know, people, you know, 15 years younger than me, you know, who are in their early 20s, you know, they don't understand those references. They don't get, you know, what was cool back. So, you know, instead of the 80s, everything always, you know, is either the 90s or the early 2000s. And it's like, yes. that's, that's uh, how I know I'm getting old is
2: now that the 90s is considered nostalgia, you know. We used to always watch movies that are like, "Oh man, this is so '80s." Now it's like, "Hey, look, this is so '2000s." I'm like, especially like fucking Captain Marvel. We're like, "God damn it!" Now they're making fun of shit from when I was a kid. <laughs> it was great when it was like making
1: fun of stuff that was from when my parents were kids, but now it's like, "Fuck, I'm the old guy in the room." <laughs> so I don't know. You know, maybe maybe that condentation, you know, has has uh, a, a bit of an impact. And you know why? I like, you know. It's like, oh, we're going to make references to this latest hip-hop song. And it's like, nah, modern rap is crap, and <laughs> I probably don't get those references. So, you know, most of the humor just kind of goes by the wayside because I don't catch on the inside jokes. Oh, could be- get off my lawn. Oh, Could it be cinema's not changed and we're we're just old grumpy men now? Is, that,
2: <laughs> is That's what's happening to us. Well, I kind of feel
1: like we've always been sort of the, the, the grumpy old men to an extent. I mean... I guess, you know, people People have told me over the years that, you know, you have an old soul. Maybe I'm a ghost. Ooh. You know, maybe, maybe we're truly living in a simulation and, you know, people have plucked us. And it's like, we're going to put you in a simulation where all things repeat themselves and see how they react. <laughs> and it gets worse every time it's repeated.
2: Uh, yeah, this, you know... And I was looking at go there, I'm like, yeah, I think this movie is actually like a sequel to Stripes. It's uh, you know, Bill Murray, Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis you know, use their uh, GI Bill to get doctorates and become paranormal uh, psychologists.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I, I, you know, I mean that's an interesting, you know, thing because they go into it, you know, they don't just immediately, oh yeah, it's ghost, you know, they're like. I mean, they do a a pretty thorough psychological exam to be like, okay, well, you know, do you believe this? Have you seen this? Have you experienced X, Y, and Z? Is this some kind of, you know, traumatic, you know, event from your past? Like, you know, I mean, they do a pretty good job, you know, more so of just, oh, yeah, we're Ghostbusters. Definitely got to be ghosts because we got to keep paying for this building.
2: (laughs) Yeah, It's like, yeah. That one guy's like, "What does that guy do?" Thing, like, back off, man! I'm a scientist. <laughs> Which I think that should be your answer to like anytime someone questions something I do. I'm just like, "Back off, man! I'm a scientist." <laughs> oh,
1: no, you're not. You're just a guy that talks about a science segment on a podcast.
2: Hey, man, I got my PhD in bullshit. <laughs> oh, and the uh, going back and watching this too, it was like. Uh, Ghostbusters is one of those movies that has gotten so ingrained into pop culture that I can almost quote that first movie like word for word. And, like, there's times where I'm, like, I'm, like, you know, calling out lines where they're saying my wife's, like, are you sure you need to rewatch this movie for the podcast? Because it seems like you've already memorized everything. I
1: mean, that was the thing for me. It's like, do I need to? Not really. Do I want to? Yeah. (laughs) That's,
2: you know, if anyone ever, you know, it's like, you know, they say if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. If someone asks if you want to watch Ghostbusters, you fucking say yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, back when I was, you know, big into my friends. So <laughs> my model car kick. I mean, the Ecto One was the first model I got into that I was like, okay, I'm an adult. I have patience. I'm actually going to try to do a good job on this thing.
2: Oh yeah, I've, I've uh, there's a museum up in Gatlinburg, which is a place I used to always go for vacations when i was a kid but it's like the star cars museum where they have cars from movies and stuff and that was always the thing i was most ex- excited to see when we went up there because they had one of the original ecto ones in the museum and that's just you know i think we did a or i i was on an episode of uh eso or Earth station one uh, when we talked about iconic movie and TV cars, and I got to say the Ecto one is probably one of those cars that like, if I ever had that much disposable income, that is something I've always wanted to have. It's just, you know, probably one of the you know most recognizable vehicles in pop culture history. In fact, you know, when they rebooted it, that was probably the thing that fit, you know, I didn't care about the female Ghostbusters. I care that they didn't have a 1957 uh, Cadillac in that movie. I was like, the, the the 1970 is not as cool as in the 57. You got
1: to have fins and chrome, man, if you're going to be cool. You don't get a lot of fins and chrome. Well, you still get chrome. And I mean, even then, it probably... Shiny on chrome on the Fury Road. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think now that you're you're talking about, you know, nostalgia TV cars. I mean... Ecto-1 is definitely up there, but at the same time, I kind of feel like I, I, I want something with some go-fast and some muscle behind it. I mean, the Ecto-1 in its prime, yeah, but I mean, it mm-hmm. degraded pretty quickly before they restored it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that second movie is like five years later, and that thing is like, when you see him you know, driving it to the uh, kid's birthday party, it's like blowing smoke and probably leaking all kinds of stuff,
1: and it's like... Oh, that got some hard run in those five years. (laughs) But you know what? It was crazy to me because I I thought about that. And it was like, you know, here there's been this big major event that's happened and it's something we've touched on before, you know, where everybody, you know, sees it. They know it to be real. And, you know, there's a sense of unity and how quickly that unity (laughs) degrades and people forget. Yeah, because it's like, Like, you know, as we get closer to Memorial Day and stuff like that, like, I, you know, really think about that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, so true and so, you know, real that it's just, you know, crazy to me, you know, how, how you know, we just... Oh, we forget that New York was overrun by ghosts and, you know, these group (laughs) of guys were the only ones to save us and, you know, all of a sudden...
2: Yeah, they're on the shit list, you know. Yeah, they
1: have that, you know. I mean, granted, there was the thing about the the, the Ghostbusters is there's no stealth, and there's going to be a ton of collateral damage. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. you got a nuclear, you know, ion pack on your back. I mean, I guess that's to be expected. But... Yeah, it
2: was like watching that first, uh, you know, when they when they go after Slimer in the hotel, that first big official ghost hunt, and it's like. Yeah, these guys do more da- collateral damage than they do whatever problem the ghost was causing. <laughs> you should just save your money and deal with the ghost. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man.
2: You, I mean, because Slammer was eating a lot of uh, I mean, of food. The, but... the,
1: the price of concierge and you know uh, room service. <laughs> they fucked some shit up. <laughs> you know, uh, and I mean, he was putting away some food. I mean... <laughs> and
2: I noticed something that I never noticed before because I'm always paying attention to like what's going on, like in the foreground when they melt the room service cart, the, the freaking maids cart, (laughs) I noticed like when they're talking after that, she's in the background trying to like put out the fire with like a bottle of Windex. I'm like, it's like the greatest, like, you know, extra acting just in the background. It's like, I was like, I totally never noticed that, but that's freaking hilarious. Her trying to like put out the flame and toilet paper with the Windex bottle.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess, you know, you don't have an extinguisher handy. I mean, (laughs)
2: Oh, it's just like oh that's like that's brilliant i was like i've never just noticed that level of <laughs> detail i'm always paying attention to like you know what's going on on in the uh <laughs> front and center
1: i don't know i, I do kind of like in the the second film though where like the they're in the dark room you know getting the photographs analyzed and you know they you know combust and catch on fire and their first result what you know our, our resort was we should pee on it, you know. As they start, you know, <laughs> acting like they're going to unzip their pants, and it's like, yeah. In a in a moment's notice like that, you know, you're locked in a room that's burning. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I remember one
2: time setting off fireworks in the backyard and setting a bush on fire, and that was our uh, our first plan. <laughs> I was like, someone's like, pee on it, quick. <laughs> but yeah, it was like the, you know. And speak of that first, that first. uh iconic scene of of them in the hotel that's like when you get the reveal of the fully restored ecto-1 and you see them in in the uniforms for the first time with the and just that that epic uh like the soundtrack for this movie was just (laughs) just
1: badass well i mean even it really holds up i mean you know for the first and second film i mean you know there was you know the second one um you know it was like a lot of 80s pop and hip hop but i'm like that it was a good soundtrack yeah, cuz
2: i mean the the first one kind of like you know was snuck up on you you know it what no one knew how iconic and huge it was going to be but when the second movie came out you know hell there was there's a cameo by Bobby Brown he did like one of the main theme songs to that movie there's hell there's even like an mc hammer song <laughs> and and like the run DMC i mean they had like more money to spend on
1: soundtrack on the <laughs> on the second movie, but I will say that I don't think um, anything from the second film carried over as far as popularity or today's references. Because uh, you know, most things always seem to revolve around the original.
2: Yeah, it's like if someone's going to quote something, it's usually you know something from the original. Occasionally, you see. Uh, the painting of Vigo pop up on a meme or something, like I, I, I love some guy. Like I, I bought a painting to hang up in the baby's room, and it was that freaking Vigo painting. <laughs> I'm like, that's brilliant. Like I wanna, I wanna buy a reproduction of that, hang it up in the house, then let the kids watch Ghostbusters for the first time, and just don't tell them about it <laughs> Don't like, leave the painting
1: up in their
2: room for like a week, and then show them Ghostbusters. <laughs>
1: I mean, they they would essentially be gods if they're chosen. (laughs) I mean, is that such a bad thing? I don't know.
2: I mean, yeah, there's perks. You get a good apartment, uh, probably a new car. Yeah, if you're you're the mother of a living god, with that you know... weird accent, he's like, "Where are you from? I am from the East Side." (laughs) It was like weird (laughs) German Eastern European like world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's Vigo. I don't know, for some reason I, you know... It's a me, a Mario! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that guy was, like, weird as shit.
2: Um, But, yeah, it's like... I mean, anyone knows, like... You ask somebody, it's like, hey, if someone asks, if you're a god, you say yes. I mean, that's... I mean, there's so many quotes from that. Like, he slimed me, Ray. Anytime, like, something accidentally gets dumped on you, that is, like, the immediate response. He slimed me, Ray. (laughs) It's like, I, I can't think of a daily quote that pops up from the second movie as much as iconic as, you know, I hear quotes from the original all the time, but it's like, yeah, like the second movie, you know, it was, you know, as successful, 37 million made 215 million, but I just don't think it's had the lasting response that the, the original has. And most of the time, you know, sequels do have some kind of fall off they you know. It's hard to name a, a sequel that's you know as iconic as the original, but I mean, it still yeah, still holds that, up. It's still worth worth seeing if it's on.
1: They're definitely kind of few and far between, um, which we've discussed several times.
2: And Sigourney Weaver, you know, and her bra. I mean, it's, you watch this or you watch Aliens. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I, I blame the fucking second movie on all these damn kids playing with the slime now. Like, when did, like, slime become such a popular toy again? Well, I mean... Because I remember back in the day when we were kids, like... What was uh, it? Uh, Gak? Yeah, Nickelodeon had the Gak, and there was always the quarter machine slime that, like, lasted about a week, and then it got crusty and and disgusting and looked like boogers all over your room, but it's (laughs) like, there's
1: been a resurgence of slime recently, but (laughs) I don't understand it. But then again, I'll say that There's something with the GAC that we probably shouldn't have been handled. Because I don't know if you ever... I can remember as a kid, I guess I didn't seal the container back up, and that shit leaked all over a wooden dresser. Dude, it took the stain and everything, like, (laughs) right off. So it's like, ah, (laughs) man. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there
2: wasn't, like, uh, controls like they are today. I'm surprised, like, you know, we all don't have cancer from
1: playing with some of the toys. We We probably do. We just don't know it yet. Like, you know, they're going to trace it back and be like, oh, yeah, it was all of these things, you know, before everything had a uh, a cancer warning label on it. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, talking about the resurgence of, of slime, I mean, you know, Rachel's kids, they were uh, doing, you know, the homemade version of slime and everything, you know, uh, you know, all of last summer, like, you know, every day they'd be like, we want to do a new color, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, and it's not... You know, like when we were kids and it would be like, Oh, I want to go to Walmart and pick up, you know, some tubs of play doh and stuff. Like, you know, you like it's all you make it yourself
2: or they sell those kits. And the bad part of that new slime too, if you don't get the mix right, it gets super sticky too. Like freaking trying to help the kids put theirs like back in the bag. It's like I'm like Peter in the first one when he's trying to get the uh the slime sample in the library and it's like sticking to everything and he's like trying to get I'm like that was me trying to put the slime back in the box the other day. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck
1: <laughs> See that's a good thing why well, we don't spend so much time together now because I I would probably make all kinds of inappropriate references that, you know, now I really have to watch myself, uh, you know, <laughs> from teenage kids to, you know, your wife's kids. And it's like...
2: Plus, like, mine are still young enough they don't really get the crap I'm talking half the time. But, yeah, when they get older, I'm going to have yeah, to, like, but, but then again, half like, the should I as say. They, uh,
1: <laughs> as they repeat things, the, the other parental unit has a tendency to be like, where did you hear that? <laughs> I've got numerous threats of like when we get called in for the, to the school for the, the
2: meeting, you're going. <laughs> I'm sure it's something you've said.
1: <laughs> Which is all fun and games now. Until you get called into that meeting and you're like, I'm that parent. <laughs> I was watching some video. There was a bunch of people wearing flannel
2: and she walked by while I'm watching YouTube. She just goes, hippies. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit! This kid listens to me too much. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I think you meant to say hipsters,
1: but yeah, good try, kid. <laughs> I don't know. They had long hair and beards. So I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing times. Oh,
2: but yeah, the the and yeah, the original idea for this movie was like. Have you seen what what it was supposed to be originally? Because <laughs> originally this movie was written, uh, Dan Aykroyd was g- going to do it with uh, John Belushi, and it was going to be like super sci-fi, like time traveler movie. But then Belushi died, and you know, Ivan Reitman was like, "Yeah, your original idea is like far too expensive," <laughs> and so they you know him and and Harold Ramis and they kind of you know rewrote it into what it. Became today, today. and like that original idea would have probably been, you know, some B movie stuff they play on like a sci-fi
1: original. (laughs) But I I gotta say, like, I I would still be curious to see something like that because I, I wonder what it would be like. It'd be like a sci-fi version of the Blues Brothers (laughs) with a more serious, you know, kind of twist to it. Like, yes, it would not have the impacts you know or anything but it's like i'm I'm trying to think if there's anything that i could even you know draw a comparison to you know i i don't know in my head it wouldn't play out like the reality shows um like you know paranormal investigation (laughs) and all that kind of stuff um but
2: Doctor you know, Who well, and they,
1: Ghostbusters is pretty much
2: what it would have. You <laughs> think old, so? Old Doctor Who Ghostbusters <laughs> mix a to old Doctor Who Ghostbusters. But not like modern day Doctor Who. I'm talking like super no, low the, budget the, old the school 19, Doctor Who. You know, yeah.
1: I don't know. For some reason, like I'm I'm almost envisioning like a, a Stargate esque, you know, type thing. <laughs> Sci fi or... version of Animal House. <laughs>
2: Could work <laughs> let's write that down that's that's another idea for us to do and you know being cigar nerds we always like to point out when there's cigar use in movies uh, so that like so that iconic first uh, haunt at the uh, the hotel when they're, when they're they're like keep it low key and they're trying to get on the elevator with the guy and the guy's smoking a cigar you know because back cool back in the 80s when you were allowed to smoke indoors in New York <laughs> he's like what are y'all some kind of cosmonauts no no we're exterminators Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. Must be a pretty big cockroach. Bite your head off, man. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take the next elevator. <laughs> and then Dan Aykroyd's like smoking cigars uh, when they're fighting yes. Vigo with the, the slime packs. He's like, I was like, hell yeah. He's like freaking smoking a cigar and, you know, blasting ghosts. I'm like, it's badass. <laughs> That's why I always like Dan Aykroyd.
1: A connoisseur of the art, so to speak.
2: I mean, he smokes. I mean, In this movie, he smokes cigarettes. A pipe and a cigar. He's like a rail winded uh, tobacconist. <laughs> he, like experiences everything and owns a badass occult bookstore. That's one thing about this, the second movie, when it's like we jump five years later, they've all kind of like
1: <laughs> ran out of money and budget and funding. And-
2: <laughs> yeah, because like they have that conversation, like at the beginning of the movie where they're stuck doing parties for kids. He's like, He's like, man, you know, all these people like forgot that we saved this town. He's like, yeah, you know, but we blew the top three floors off a of downtown high rise, and then got sued by every you know environmental agency in New York, and got
1: banned from doing our job. He's like,
2: yeah, but what a ride!
1: <laughs> and then you see which which I like because you know, in the the first you know film, like you know when they're going to acquire their office and the facility, and it's like. Nah, dude, don't worry. Everybody has three mortgages today. (laughs) But then you get, uh, you know,
2: Egon's gone back to, like, legitimate science and is, uh, you know, back being a scientist. You know, Peter, who was always the, kind of the charlatan of the group, is now a uh, a bad, uh, weird uh, TV show host. And then... Ray's doing kitty parties and owns an occult bookstore. We never get to see what Winston's day job is, <laughs> but yeah, the rest of them got had to go get uh, new jobs. And that was one thing too that where I, are they now? I totally forgot the first time I wa- or when Peter's doing his World of the Psychic, and he has the guy on there. He's like, he's like I've predicted the end of the world. It's going to happen on New Year's Eve of this year. And I didn't pick up. That's when the final battle with Ego actually happens, is on New Year's Eve. So that psychic he had on the show was a legitimate, legitimate psychic. <laughs> if it hadn't have been for the Ghostbusters, the world would have ended on New Year's Eve. I was like, oh shit,
1: I totally like forgot that this was a thing in the movie. But I do like how they carried that over, though, because you know, in the first film, she's like, "You sound like some kind of weird game show host." <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that was kind of like, you know, close enough
2: when (laughs) when it came around. Oh, and the, you know, the, and all the kind of kinds of me, let's talk about our, our, probably our favorite non, uh, Ghostbusters star
1: of these movies, Slimer. (laughs) I mean, he was almost as iconic, and you know that was uh, kind of the cool thing when they did the Ghostbuster animated series. Yeah, you know, he it kind of became like their mascot. He was a uh, you know almost like a partner. You know, it's like you're our friend from the beyond. You know, <laughs> um, and he was their Scooby Doo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I, I mean, he had a you know insatiable you know love for snacking. I mean, very much like Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, but yeah, that's one thing too, like the spinoffs that this created, because not only we get two great movies, the... I mean, that, we got
1: video games, we got all kinds of... That original
2: know. NES video game was nearly fucking impossible in a, in a day of no uh, no save points that, like we have today, but that original Ghostbusters game was hard as shit. You
1: make it sound like none of those games weren't hard as shit, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like, your you kids
1: said- day in their in their freaking save points <laughs> checkpoints and uh, in our day
2: you got three lives and you had to start over
1: every time <laughs> god i can remember like you would make it to a level that you'd never been to before and you know like for me anyway like i leave my nintendo on while i was at school <laughs> that way i could come back and pick up where i left off and damn but the game hadn't froze or something else and it's like you know oh but yeah that uh and i found a I think
2: that the Ghostbusters animated series it was on Netflix for a time, or they may may have been. I think you, there's a bunch of them on YouTube too. But yeah, I don't know how long that cartoon lasted, but it like I said, that was probably one of the better cartoons on on TV back in the day. It was like so that and going back and watching old episodes on on YouTube, I was like, the shit holds up. I mean, I, that original cartoon was badass. And then you had um, that game that came out a couple of years ago on like PlayStation three. That was kind of like the, like, well, we can't get a together to do a third movie. We're going to do a a video game. And like, it had a really cool story and had all the original guys doing the voice work for it. So it was kind of like the unofficial ghostbusters three when we couldn't get a, a third ghostbusters movie. What was that on? I think it was on, I played on one of the PlayStation. I think it was PlayStation three. Cause it was fairly recent. It came out in like in the last four or five years, maybe.
1: I'm gonna say, like PS4 has been out for five years. It's almost at end of life. Where since they're talking about shit, the it might have been five. Yeah, so it might have been like, longer than that. Then yes. or, or it might
2: have been one of the early PS4 games. I can't remember. Like I said, I'd have to. Too bad we don't have like computers here in front of us to look that shit up. <laughs> but that game was badass. Uh,
1: apparently, there is a uh, Ghostbusters HD on PS4. Huh.
2: Yeah, I think I had the like the PS3 version though before. 'Cause I think it was before I got my PS four. But yeah, that game was 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 badass. Looks yeah. like
1: it can be yours for a uh low price of uh nineteen ninety nine. Hell yeah.
2: I'll go to go to fucking GameStop and <laughs> pick up a used copy here in a minute. But yeah, that I mean that game was, was badass. But yeah, the and then all the the toys too. I, I remember like that was probably one of my the thing I wanted most when I was a kid was that the Ghostbusters firehouse that you could pour slime in the roof and it would like drip slime through the thing and slime
1: everybody. (laughs) I mean that that was the thing is um I still kind of want that Lego ecto uh, firehouse um, if it wasn't like two hundred dollars. You know Transformers always had a you know huge merchandise line, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. I mean those are probably the three. That I really remember, you yeah, know, I mean, I had, when you could go into Walmart and I mean, there would be just, you know, entire aisles of action figures. Oh yeah. And, Cause I had the
2: firehouse, I had the
1: Ecto like woman, I, I had all that shit back in like the day. I, I've gone into, you know, like walking down some of those aisles now and it's like, man, you know, technology's killed it for kids. Like <laughs> yeah. Everybody's
2: playing with a tablet now and it's all, it's all digital. You know, back in the day we, you know, we had cool toys damn kids
1: <laughs> like nothing shoots projectiles anymore like <laughs> oh yeah things are so dangerous i'm surprised any of us still have eyes <laughs> well, i mean that's, that's the thing man like you know looking at these memes and being like you know growing up you know it's like have you rode in the back of a truck yeah many many times i'm still here you know, I can remember, like, you know, my parents telling me, like, you know, they didn't have a car seat when they brought me home from the hospital. I'm sitting in my mom's lap and, you know, dad's truck, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, lived?
2: Like, like, you know, shit, I won't let my kids out of the yard, but, like, back in the day, I used to walk three miles to Walmart. and My parents were like, all right, we'll see you later.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would, you know leave you know in the morning time and you know come back you know at nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night you know it's like so how was your day you know i mean didn't have cell phones you know or anything else like yeah they're like no
2: way to to check and see if we're okay (laughs) i don't know maybe the world's gotten soft man like (laughs) well
1: i mean you know we've talked about that you know and you know the the need for warning labels on everything. Like if you're dumb enough to put this in your mouth eh, then That was the problem. Back in the day of
2: the it was survival of the fittest. <laughs> too many people uh you know, got to uh crow <laughs> up and get weird.
1: Oh uh, but yeah, Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> So Ghostbusters two um still had some funny moments. Um uh, but that... you know at the same time like I, I, I felt like you know um you had talked about earlier um oh what's her name? Uh, uh Dana Barrett, S- aka no, uh, Sabrina Reaver. Yeah. Um you know, where they tried to sexualize her a bit, you know, um, more this go-round than in the first film, you know, because you had her, you know, oh, I'm getting ready to give the kid a bath, so let me just go ahead and strip down two, <laughs> and, you know... The- or uh,
2: freaking uh, Janine. Like, the first movie, she was like almost like a female version of uh, Egon, like, super like nerdy li- librarian type, and then... The next one, she's gone like kind of goth chick with,
1: (laughs) with with some nympho tendencies.
2: Yeah, like you know, freaking leopard uh, jacket and stuff. And,
1: (laughs) but I don't know. I mean, I I I guess in the first film, you know, when you know, uh, she gets possessed and you know, kind of has that exorcist moment. She, do you want this body? Take this body. So yeah, you know, yeah, freaking. I uh... I, I, I guess it shouldn't have been as um, you know, like hmm.
2: Yeah, cause yeah, her once she got possessed, I was I was kind of hot. <laughs> Do you want to summon
1: demons? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and the whole like, like uh, you know, your girlfriend lives in the the corner of Spook Central. She's not my girlfriend. I just respect her because she sleeps above the covers, four feet above the covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those lines that have like, you know, there is no Dana, only Zul. Hell, I've used that in the freaking haunted house back in
1: the day. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean that's still kind of one of my go-tos like you know i'll use zool as you know a character name like i am the world's worst like if i'm playing an rpg or something and it's like create your character's name oh fuck like I, <laughs> dude if ever there's a time in my life where i've got to come up with a name for a kid i am just absolutely screwed <laughs> like hmm.
2: this is my daughter zool <laughs> 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 and my son Vankman. <laughs> that
1: might just be it. It's settled. Yeah. You Not know? even
2: Peter, it's Vankman. <laughs> <laughs> Vankman Jackson. I mean it's got a ring to it.
1: <laughs> I'll give you a name with some authority. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know, people hear a name like Vankman, you know, that that just screams like you know, power position. So <laughs> Oh.
2: And yeah, speaking of the resurgence of slime. Ghostbusters 2, they're like, you know, the slime was cool when when uh, Peter got slimed. Let's let like him get a
1: whole river of slime. But it was cool as shit. And it was like all sparkly and stuff. I mean, that was some, you know, but it was it was like musical slime. I mean, it was very interactive. I yeah, mean, you the know. The mood slime.
2: <laughs> and the whole, like, well, we've been testing it. We know it responds to negative emotions. We've also been testing it with positive emotions. Like what? We sing to it, we talk to it, we you know, tell it encouraging things. You're not sleeping with a slime, are you, Ray? And they all look at Egon, and Egon's just like, uh, it's for science. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I I don't want a diagram of that. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm just going to leave that one alone.
2: Two Ghostbusters, one slime.
1: (laughs) When our slimes combine. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh. That that was almost a Captain Planet reference. (laughs)
2: Uh, but yeah, the, the river of slime was, was badass. uh, and then the whole thing about, like, you know, it feeds off negative emotions, and kind of New York is, is the, when you talk about people being assholes, it's, it's kind of a, a New York thing, and in fact, even the mayor, he's like, what do you want me to do, go on the news, and tell everybody we gotta start being nice to each other? Like, it's, every New Yorker's God-given right to be an asshole to one another. <laughs> and they're like, well, we gotta find something to... Rally the people and, and bring out the good. What's the one thing we can all get behind? Okay, let's like animate the Statue of Liberty. Like, I wanted what would have made that movie even more badass because we didn't have, you know, that's another iconic monster, the freaking uh, Marshmallow Man. I mean, that's if we had had like another version of like the Marshmallow Man and had a, a kaiju battle between the Statue of Liberty and some giant ghost monster.
1: That would have been awesome. (laughs) You know, speaking of that, you know, it it was weird as a kid. You know, I never got nightmares from watching Freddy, Jason, or any, you know, of the major horror films. But I did have nightmares over The Marshmallow Man. And, you know, like there was like a certain Scooby Doo episode that I can remember (laughs) that would do. And I was like, of all fucking things, Night of the Werewolf. was that the one? Uh the reluctant I think you, werewolf or I think something. Don't miss. that story. I was like
2: <laughs> I so get, weird. Like but yeah, that whole that and they were using a like that Nintendo Power Pad uh like the the arcade stick controller you could get to control the statue. Yes. I was like, you know, like an 80s gamer kid. I was like, "Hell yeah. <laughs> they are using Nintendo parts to to run this thing."
1: Damn it, you assholes. I wanted one of those. I could never get one
2: everybody was using them for their ghostbusters cosplay
1: <laughs> i mean I, I i'm trying to think like what did i have on it i i mean i had the gun for dot com which apparently does not work on modern tvs oh you need the
2: projection uh there the old tube things that yes. runs off the flashes or whatever
1: um let's see what else uh I don't know, that that might have been about the, the only accessory I had. I don't know. I don't think I ever I did have the power glove. That thing was almost hard like impossible to use on anything. Yeah, I had it for a little bit. I think I got it as a hand me down from one of my friends or something, and uh yeah, it was one of those things that just kinda collected gloves or dust. <laughs> yeah. It was a glove. Oh. But yeah, that uh you know, scene when when Liberty's like
2: walking down the down the street and then they smash the the roof. That was kind of creepy too. when like the the camera angle of like looking up through the skylight, and you just see like the Statue of Liberty like staring down at you when they like uh yeah, repel out of its out of its crown. That was kind of creepy. Like yeah, if if I like looked up and like Statue of Liberty was like leaned over like looking in my window, that would freak me the fuck out. <laughs> I
1: thought you were gonna talk about when it they crushed the police cruiser on accident. It's like <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> but
2: yeah, it's You'll
1: a, thank me when the world is saved. Maybe. But in five I, years from now, you'll you'll go back to hating us and we'll be, you know, not doing child parties.
2: I do like at the end, like after the when they're, you know, rolling the credits, they show them, like, at uh, Liberty Island, uh, or Ellis Island with, with the Statue of Liberty back in place. It's like, all right, we had to show everybody that we didn't just leave her, like, you know, crash in the middle of New York. We. <laughs> We walked her back home, <laughs> like a true gentleman. Yep, you know, always walk your lady home at the end of the night. <laughs> oh,
1: but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I it was kind of a, a interesting take, you know. Um, you know, going from the library to you know this museum, and uh... yeah, the the
2: like the original movie. When you really look at it, there's only maybe. Three locations in the whole movie, like they're either at the library, they're at the the house, or they're at the uh, Dana's apartment. Where this one was like, you saw a lot more of New York. Like, hell, you even saw like Peter's apartment. Like, you know, back in the day, they all just lived in the firehouse. But yeah, you know, Peter's got a pretty badass apartment, and you know, you got Dana's house, and I mean, they're traveling all. And then the when the the slime starts taking over, and all the ghosts start popping up. There's so many little like ca- I love uh, Cheech Marin's like <laughs> cameo as. The dock worker. And they're like, uh, the Titanic just arrived. Yeah, better late than never. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then when the Statue of Liberty shows up, they're just like, the fuck? <laughs> they're like, uh. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you know, just... I for some reason, I always love films when they, you know, incorporate, you know, uh, a lot of history into them and stuff. And, I, you know, I mean, that, that's one of the things that made this film enjoyable, you know? I mean... <laughs> And, and Lewis
2: uh, trying to be a, a ghostbuster at the end, and goes to get on the uh, the bus, and Slimer's driving with a little hat. He's like, "Come on, get in!" He's like, "All right."
1: I didn't know you had a license. But whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Slimer became yeah, and then he shows up in the cartoon and becomes a. <laughs> and later guy on, later it's on. Freddy
1: Krueger driving the bus.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh no the the. The, the, from the first movie, the, the zombie taxi cab driver <laughs> that like some, like going back, some of like the especially like the, the practical effects were like super like scary for like, even though they're making a comedy, they made the ghost and the horror, the horror stuff look really good. Like there's that scene in this movie when they're in the, trying to find the subway station with the slime and like all the heads on spikes and shit start popping up around them that looks scary as shit. <laughs> I was like, this could definitely be like a horror movie scene if it wasn't just
1: dropped in the middle of a comedy. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know. I mean, I felt like, you know, that's what Ghostbusters did good is, you know, instead of making cheesy cartoony things like the, the ghosts were things that, you know, I, you know, legitimately could see fear in like, you know, like when they're, at their trial, and, you know, the judge is ready to throw the book at them, and the, you know, two people he, you know... Yeah, can, the, the Scolari death, brothers yes, or whatever. You know, and they're flying around and stuff, and, you know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy.
2: And that was, too, one of the moments, like I said, that the first reveal of Ecto-1 and them in the uniforms was like a, a good yay moment. When they, you know, finally get to put the packs back on, which them... In suits wearing the, uh, the proton packs just looked weird. You always see them like in uniform and then they're firing them up and it's like, do, re, egon. But then they walk out and they're like, we're back. And it's like, yes. <laughs> uh, at that, um, the original library scene where it's like, get her. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> that was like the one movie that when I was like a, like eighty four, I was like five. I think the first time I saw this movie, like when she's like, and like that was like legitimately scary as fuck. But you
1: know, I, I wonder if it still looks
2: cool. The effect of it looks like yes hell's
1: hold up. And you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that's that's a great dynamic because I think a lot of the humor and the funny stuff the older folks get as a younger person you're just getting the shit scared out of you because you don't catch on to the funny stuff. (laughs) And it's like,
2: yeah, I got to say watching this movie as an adult versus watching the movie the first time as a kid is like, it's almost a a different film. And, you know, like I said, the the second one, while I like it, I I don't think it had some of the, some of the, uh, like just, you know, scenes that made you like cheer. Like the first, like the scene when they're, first-facing uh, gozer, and they're uh, right after the whole, you know, if you're a god thing, when they're like, when they're like, you know, grab your sticks, hold them, fire them up, and they fire up, and he's like, all right, let's show this prehistoric
1: bitch how we do things downtown. And you're like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I Aim for the flat top. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think the the second film, you know, was almost a way to add a... Romance comedy aspect into Ghostbusters, you know, because (laughs) so much of it evolved around, you know, the relationship dynamic, you know, and it's like.
2: eh. I do like that line. It's like after dinner, don't be trying any of your old cheesy moves on me. Oh, no, no. I got all new cheesy cheesy moves. (laughs) I think I've used that before.
1: (laughs) But for somebody without kids, seems to be great with kids. I'm awkward as shit with kids. It's like. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Don't cry. Don't poop. You know? It's I'm like, going to sit here. You're going to sit there. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you don't talk, huh? All right. What am I supposed to do? <laughs>
2: I do like that. Just like, it's, it's time for me to put down the baby. Oh, can I? Sure. All right. You smell funny. You're ugly. And you're a horrible burden on your mother. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs>
1: Damn sleeping arrangements. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, like I said, you know, as we kind of get toward the end here, we've got the teaser for Ghostbusters Twenty Twenty that really shows us nothing other than. And but I was sold the minute I heard that music and saw the ass end of Ecto One. I'm down, but. Is it too late? Because we've lost Harold Ramis. Uh, we've lost Ivan Reitman. I don't know, are they going to be able to recapture them? How do you do a Ghostbusters movie without Egon? I mean, how are we going to?
1: You know, I'm I'm not really sure. Um, I've heard
2: recently that Bill Murray said, "Yeah, he's willing to yes, come back." Um, we knew uh, Ernie and 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 Dan Aykroyd were were in it, so we've got like you know three out of the four. But yeah, just yeah. You know, and maybe they do what they should have done with the reboot where they have the old guys kind of passing the torch to a, a newer generation. But yeah, having it without, without Egon. And that was one thing too. Cause when they, uh, that I was, I plopped the other day. Cause we, the trailer, the teaser starts off on some farm somewhere. And we, you know, when they're getting the money, like you said, for the first one, they're like raised, like my parents left me that house. Like I was born there. And he's like, no, oh, don't worry. Everyone has three mortgages nowadays. I wonder if that farm is the, the family, house that uh, that ray had to like <laughs> take out a lonar to pay for the the firehouse is there, is it going to be like ray's barn <laughs> cuz that would be kind of kind of cool no
1: nah, it's just going to be ray's on the river
2: <laughs> he started his own restaurant uh, ghost theme restaurant
1: hey it could work slimer's the cook <laughs> i don't think that would work out though slimer's just going to eat all the food it's not going to cook anything <laughs> it's going to be like I don't even care if it's cooked or not. I'm just going to eat it. Um, you know, thinking on that, you know, can they make it work? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the what was it? 2016 is that when the all female, yeah, uh, you know, came out. Um, you know, I don't think that was necessarily a a movie for you know the fans of the franchise. You know, I mean, that was a I, I and even though we've lost you know Ivan Reitman, it's his son is
2: you know, one of the ones directing is going to be directing him and Dan Aykroyd are probably, you know, writing this. So it's, and he said that, like, I want to make the movie for, cause like I said, I was the first ghostbusters fan. I want to make a movie for the fans. So at least you'll have someone in charge of it. That's connected to the source material and has a love for it that, you know, we all share. So I'm, you know, I'm excited for this project. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's, turns into the movie we want it to
1: be (laughs) yeah i mean i think there's ways to do it you know where maybe we get to like you talked about you know see you know kind of a passing of the torch or at least an homage to the franchise um and you know from there you know who knows you know i mean maybe it's you know trying to think how you know i would do it but you know (laughs) obviously i'm not a professional producer or director outside of the cigar nerds podcast but um (laughs) that's probably amateur at best that's why we're an audio show not a video show yet (laughs) well filming stuff is hard (laughs) i have a face for radio so you know Uh, i mean i i don't know Maybe maybe you're the handsome devil.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got we got to learn video editing. Th- you know, turn this into a video show, <laughs> so people at home can see our epic beard. Since you since you like trimmed yours again, it's a, it's a mistake, man. That's why I grew mine back. <laughs>
1: well, I was kind of. It, it hides know, the
2: flaws. You can't see the double chin when there's a beard d- disguising it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. For me, I uh, I had bought a new trimmer and I was trying to, you know. <laughs> trim and shape and yeah Yeah. that's why i spend the extra money when i go get a haircut and have a professional do it (laughs) because i know i'll fuck it up i was i was kind of thinking you know maybe i should try for a year and then go and have a professional you know (laughs) when i'm at my you know hairiest hairiest and you know be like ah this is how it's supposed to be shaped and everything else because i i try to do it on my own and it's like one side looks good, the other side, I can never quite get right. and you just you kind know. of I have to like face someone
2: from like one eight. An- no, no, you got to be on this side of me. <laughs> it looks fucked up if you're on the other side. <laughs> so uh, any final thoughts on this here, uh,
1: you know, last third of us ago we're working on here? Um, I mean, this has been a great smoke. Um, the only thing is, um, it's kind of maintained the same flavor profile. So, for me personally, I don't think I would opt for the larger size of this. Um, This is about, you know, what I would go with. And I think this one here is a, what, 6x50? Yeah, 6x54. But, I mean, you know...
2: uh, I mean, comparing it to the original F-55, which I really enjoyed, this one... It's good and it's it's got a lot of strength to it, but there's a a consistency throughout. There's not much of a, a flavor change. There's not a, a journey. You know, whatever you get at the start, you're you're gonna have throughout. Which what well, we had the starts a good cigar. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain getting a you know full hour hour and a half of of that experience. But yeah, I, I kind of like something that, that mixes it
1: up and gives you you know, a uh, kind of a a flavor arc (laughs) if you will yeah i mean you know this is really good if you want to try something that's you know a little you know got a touch of spice and a little bit of sweetness and and that type of thing um you know it's just nice and everything nice (laughs) yeah it's just not one that um this is a good hour smoke not so much for an hour and a half or an hour and 45 because uh, eh, i've had it already (laughs) you know um whereas you know some cigars they do transition as you continue to smoke and um i mean there is a little bit of uh you know length left on this one here so maybe that'll you know change so maybe we need to do a a final wrap-up you know toward the end of uh nerd news because
2: like i said we're kind of in the final third we still got you know at least another 30 minutes of smoking here uh and you know as we talked about
1: filming stuff, uh, I will say that I think the the spice is starting to come through more though. Like I don't know if you've picked up on that. Like yeah, there's um, a little
2: bit more more heat here toward the end. Um,
1: you know, but it's a uh, I I'm trying to think. It's a not really a a black pepper like a a sharp spice. It's it's subtle, almost like a cayenne or yeah. something. You know, it's uh, like a chili spice. Yes. Um, and you know, we, we mentioned, uh,
2: filming stuff earlier. Here's a, if you're in the, the coming area, I don't know if other places are doing this, but, uh, our local shop where we get most of our cigars, the cigar shop has got an AVO special right now where for some aniver- AVO anniversary, they're giving away a, a freaking drone. So you buy three cigars, you get a raffle ticket. And at the end of the month, they're giving away a thousand dollar, um, whatever Mavic pro. So, yeah, if you're in the area, go pick you up some avo. Have a chance at uh, winning a drone. If I don't win it myself, so yeah, you know, maybe not pick up as many tickets as I picked up, but <laughs> stop by, pick up some some you know some good cigars, and maybe win you a drone. And with that, we'll be right back. Let off man I'm a scientist (laughs) or I'm just a guy who pretends to be one on the internet so
1: I feel like the latter is probably the true statement
2: (laughs) uh it's not a science article without some story about robots so this week I have the squishy bot
1: (laughs) all right kind of goes with the slime theme as well I need Uh, to understand because squishy bot doesn't sound as menacing as not a death bot
2: <laughs> well, this is a uh, a new robot uh developed by u c Berkeley and Squishy robotics <laughs> the name of the company it's a drone that can be dropped from six hundred feet in the air and is made to kind of go into hostile areas uh for like search and rescue. It kind of looks like those those weird uh, origami balls that you see uh people playing with it raves and doing the little dances are it's kind of a soccer ball sized robot that has uh little arms with, uh, with cables that, uh, it, and instead of like walking around and moving, it can kind of shrink down in size and also retract some of its, its cables to roll around an area and basically going to be loaded with sensors where, you know, say there's some kind of disaster area, they can drop this ball in to find out if there's poisonous gases or things that would harm uh, actual rescue workers and first responders before they enter the area. And then also we can kind of more easily move through rubble and whatnot to
1: find, you know, people in need of of rescuing. That's pretty awesome. I mean, this, this here looks like, I don't know, originally when I, I looked at it, like, I thought it was something that would like retract and be able to like move or roll inside like rubble and then like spread itself apart and like you know create like you know a entryway or something or
2: maybe version two point will be that but yeah like, these first ones are are just kind of made to explore and you know basically find, give you a heads up data. of what
1: you're about to you know yeah, walk into
2: don't walk into this it's full of poison gas <laughs> bring your bring your armament like I said it's designed where they can you know drop this out of a helicopter up to yeah, you know, six hundred feet in the air and it's still like you know
1: and I'm sure they have like some kind of g p s you know on them or something like that too, so if it does you know detect life signs or whatever you it'll know, be able to uh, pinpoint
2: mark places. and they said it's it's you know not only can it be dropped out of out of uh helicopters and whatnot the what they're calling the tent ten, ten- kind of like tensile strength and integrity tense gridity structure allows it to shape shift and like I said, get into smaller areas and whatnot, but it can also withstand, you know, shocks. They say it can either be launched out of a cannon. Uh, so like I said, if it's, you know, they, you know, with those kind of t-shirt cannons and whatnot, they could actually, you know, fire this thing, you know, into an area and it will, uh, you know, survive the launch or, you know, this is as, you know flying drones were originally designed for you know observation and whatnot you know i'm sure this is going to be the next like super popular toy in a couple of years <laughs> as we talked about drones earlier cuz i would I mean, definitely d- buy a squishy bot this thing looks awesome
1: yes i don't know i mean it's yellow it's you know brightly colored and like you said it already <laughs> looks like you know toys i've seen on the market yeah. before so
2: what rolls downstairs and <laughs>
1: Whoa. Whoa, will it roll downstairs and come back up? I mean, dude, that's like Slinky yeah, 5.0. Slinky. <laughs>
2: slinky, you don't have to reset. You know, the only problem with Slinky is you got to go down the stairs and get it and bring it back up. This thing will roll back to you. <laughs> it's genius. Like I said, it's going to be the next super popular toy. And might not kill us all when Skynet takes over. I mean, it's small enough. It'll, it'll be able to find where you're hiding uh, for, the, for the bigger Terminators, but... Uh, so far it's being designed for search and rescue and <laughs> exploration. And they're also uh, kind of uh, teaming up with, uh, with NASA as well, where this may, you know, eventually become kind of like the next generation of, you know, ro- drove, nah, I said, Rover and drover. I got kind of, my, my English got tiny, but this, these could also be eventually used for, you know, space exploration where it's, uh, can make it through rougher terrain than our you know, traditional tracked tracked uh vehicles can can do
1: that's pretty awesome i like it thumbs up for squishy bot <laughs> and plus you know, it's just kind of fun to say squishy
2: bot squishy bot and uh and other potential drone news san francisco becomes the first city to ban facial recognition technology <laughs> so if you're worried about big brother watching you and you know your google phone is listening to everything you say uh if you if you're worried about them reading your face you can now move to to san, san francisco cuz now apparently it's a sanctuary city for <laughs> for people who don't trust facial recognition software
1: even though it's in everybody's pocket everywhere <laughs> yeah
2: you know and and in this time it's this this new law they've uh, they're they call the anti uh, anti surveillance ordinance you know, outlaws the tech being used by the government and police. So yeah, you know, your, your Walmarts and whatever and people who are trying to sell you stuff can still track your every movement. But as long as it's not a government uh, agency, you're all good.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, I, I've seen, you know, like over in um, some of the European countries, you know, yeah, where it's they've like got way street more and, you know, they've got people, you know, monitoring everything i mean yes i mean there's absolutely some good but i mean you know at the end of the day all of that stuff is going to a database and analytics are being done and you know it's not going all it takes is one nefarious person to you know start analyzing said data and you know oh look at there you're a creature of habit and uh yeah not everybody in a position of power or authority is a good individual yeah and you know
2: the the other side of the argument for people who think this is a bad idea is like you know law enforcement and the government are saying like you know no this you know automated facial recognition stuff has been shown to be very effective in fighting crime uh you know like I said like I said it's more prevalent over in in England where there's you know less freedom and whatnot, but you know the the a f r has assisted in catching terrorists and was, you know, instrumental in the apprehension of, uh, you know, the suspect involved with that newspaper shooting a, a, a few years ago. So, you know, in one hand, like I said, yeah, it could catch potential bad guys and whatnot, but then again, when Skynet t- takes over, it's can, you know,
1: <laughs> be used. But I mean, you, uh, know, know, you, to know, know, you know, know, unfortunately as much respect as I have for law enforcement and that type of thing, I mean, you know the biggest drug bust and stuff have occurred from people on the inside who were rogue. And you know, I mean, I'm sorry. Like you know, you you give away that freedom, or you know, you start giving away, you know, uh, in the in the name of security, you know, uh, freedom. You're not going to get those back. You know, <laughs> yeah. once you give somebody power. It is, you know, very, very difficult to recant and take away said power.
2: Yeah, but they're also saying that uh you know, for people worrying about, you know, terrorism and whatnot, this law does not affect uh federally controlled facilities like the airports and the ports and uh you know and as well as business private businesses would that have security systems and stuff like that. It just basically outlaws, you know, facial recognition from public places. So, you know, stuff where we've seen bad things happen, like airports and ports are still going to be able to use such technology in their security plans. It's just they won't be able to, you know, monitor every Joe citizen walking down the street.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just... The, the the more and more stuff comes up, the more and more I have to think back to, you know, George Orwell in 1984, yeah. so. Big Brother is watching, or listening, and,
2: the you know, with, with Google, and, you know, back in the day, everybody we was afraid of the government, now we're, you know, inviting government listening devices in your home with your fucking Echoes and your Alexa's and everything else. <laughs> hey, Wiretap, give me, you know, some recipes. <laughs> Well, uh, in space news, uh, uh, China has sent a rover to the far side of the moon, or the dark side of the moon, if you listen to Pink Floyd, <laughs> for the first you know, time. I
1: heard an interesting thing that, um, you know, the moon may be shrinking. It's because it's hollow, and it's actually a alien egg that's
2: going to hatch, and some dragon's going to destroy the Earth. At least that's what I heard from watching Doctor Who. But yeah, the Chang Four uh first mission to land on the far side of the moon. Uh so and unfortunately they did not find Decepticons hiding on the far side of the moon, like we were led to believe by uh <laughs> Michael Bay. Uh but they're trying to actually figure out what the you know moon is made out of. So the the, the Chang Four uh a mission uh, landed in the Spa crater, which is one of the deepest craters on uh on the moon, a fifteen hundred mile wide crater, and it, you know it's so deep that it, they expected it to, you know, throw up rocks from the interior so we can get a better idea of what the the moon is actually made of. And they expected to find a lot of a certain mineral called uh, olivine or, or something like that. That um, it's what the Earth's mantle is. It has a lot of that, and you know, as we've always been told that the moon when earth was forming might've been something that broke off from the earth. But in this first test, they're not finding a lot of that, uh, mineral that they expected to find. So now they're kind of, Hmm, like, you know, maybe what we thought the moon was made of wasn't actually made of that. So they, you know, they, they, found some of it, but not in the quantities they expected to find. And so they're also trying to find out if the moon had a molten core at one point, like earth still does. You know, trying to f- discover more about the, content and the history of the moon that we've kind of ignored since we stopped sending people up there
1: yeah because i you know i found the article um i was just talking about and they you know state that you know as the moon loses heat you know new images have revealed that it's actually becoming you know smaller and denser i think you know over the the course of millions of years, you know, they're able to, you know, now say that they estimate that it shrunk by like 300 feet or something. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, shit, next week the moon's going to uh, disappear. It's but... going to fall on us like that freaking Zelda game. <laughs> Did you kick a chicken? <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Somebody somebody <laughs> somewhere has kicked a chicken, and now we're... we're...
2: Uh, well... Not saying it's space pirates, but according to the government, it may be space pirates. <laughs> we don't normally get political on this show, but this was a story that was just too weird not to comment on. Uh yeah, you know, we, we talked a while back about uh you know, the president uh saying that we're gonna start a space force and you know we're not 100% sure on what that actually
1: means, but... And in Ender's Game, and in several other films, we know that the government often use video games as a way to vet potential candidates (laughs) to take control of technology, so I mean... Well, that's one of the things we always like, you know... I played a lot of Doom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the government says, all of a sudden, we need a Space Force. Do they know that an alien invasion is coming, and they're just not telling everybody, making the space force thing well ted cruz recently said that you know having a space force is instrumental in defending us from space pirates (laughs) and he caught a lot of a lot of uh
1: uh flack from from that uh and uh you know uh so i mean our our are we approaching real life fly- Firefly? <laughs> I mean, everybody's been, hey, we, they they should do another Firefly. We need another season of Firefly, and uh, I mean, maybe maybe this is it. Hey, w- you have your space opportunity cowboy. to you know participate now. Yeah, I'm I'm too old and out of shape to join
2: join the military now to become a X-wing pilot. But uh, it's been my dream. And since you got like a lot of, of flack, people, oh, we're talking about alien space pirates. He is he has since come out and you know you know uh kind of uh you know further explained his comments saying that you know when man took to the oceans you know the, one of the first things they did was develop a navy to protect them from you know other people that would you know attempt to rob them and stuff in space and you know he tweeted out that sure a frigate with skull and crossbones in space is unlikely anytime soon but what uh, MSNBC conveniently omits is the threat of piracy, espionage, and violence from rogue or rival nations is very real indeed. Chi- China has already developed and tested weapons to destroy satellites in space. So basically, it's like, no, I'm not talking about alien friggin' space pirates. I'm talking about you know competing governments, you know, fucking with our space <laughs> explorations, and we need somewhere to keep our space safe. But then again, I still say this is a huge cover for the eventual alien uh, invasion that they they know is coming.
1: Or maybe I'm just crazy. <laughs> Somebody somewhere knows something. So, so, so now when we need to equip our tinfoil hats, or is the government about to raid and be like, they know too much? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the gardeners, got it right. We got to shut them down now. So if we we're
2: not back for episode one seventeen, you know we got shut down by Big Brother and you know the Alexis ratted us out. That's all I got for this week, so we'll be right back with some news. Hey, this is Mike. A few months back, I was given the assignment of creating a new promo for the Earth Station One podcast. I figured I had a ton of time, but I kind of got distracted. Go figure. And we realized we had somehow missed our deadline. Hi. So here I am late at night trying to figure out something creative to get you to listen to our show. I guess I could just use my announcer voice. Listen to the Earth Station One podcast. For almost nine years, we've been bringing your inner geek out to play. We're a founding member of the ESO Network, and you can find us up on most media players like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. I think that might work.
1: And now it's time for All Things Nerdy and nerdy. And welcome to Nerd News.
2: Yeah, news.
1: All right, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Literally. <laughs> We're going to talk about it, Chapter 2, because we got us a new trailer wow. last week. I get your transition there. Ah, <laughs> see what I did there, huh? Um, Yeah, so, you know, after we, you know, saw... It and we speculated, hey, what does Chapter Two entail? You know, we kind of drew up a synopsis that yeah, it's probably going to fast forward until the adult. You know, the yeah, with the from, first one there was like a mix where yes. this
2: one just dealt with the kids. It was like Chapter Two's just the adult side of the story, <laughs> but and do the
1: adults have kids that could also be impacted.
2: Maybe I mean, and, yeah, with the first one there's was like a bunch of other than the kid from Stranger Things, a bunch of kid actors never heard of but now we got like legitimate actors <laughs> looks like we have uh you know oh what's his name that played uh professor x is is joined like the guy, and you know some homeboy from saturn at live and it's like I'm like oh there's people i recognize in this version
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean um you know, Jessica Chaston, Bill, uh, James McAvery. Um, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. Who else? I don't know. Several others. <laughs> yeah, that
2: trailer kind of recreates that uh, iconic scene of adult Beverly going back to her house and running into a creepy grandma. And I got to say, it's still... Fucking creepy as shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh the thing with the creepy grandma. Pretty sure we want to see grandma re- tits. Yeah, uh, looks <sighs> like um that's gonna be a recurring trend. <laughs> Maybe that's what the, you know, summer of twenty nineteen box offices will have in common. <laughs> September yeah, that's still summer, so yep. yeah. Um so you can check out it chapter two, September sixth. Um I will be looking very much uh forward to this film um hell bucktooth
2: uh evil bugs Bunny's back <laughs> that dude looks creepy even when he's not wearing makeup. yes absolutely
1: i can uh concur with that statement um and we're gonna switch gears i guess we're gonna stick with the horror theme um this may just be horrible more so than it is horrible <laughs> uh, uh, you know uh, i'm not quite sure for um, all
2: y'all that are afraid of clowns yeah get ready um, buckle up <laughs> It's the summer
1: of clowns. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't know if it's gonna be the summer. Oh, we don't have we, a release date. We yet. don't have a release date. Apparently, uh, this film started out as a Indiegogo um, fundraiser, and I guess they met their goals to actually make a thing. So <laughs> now we're gonna get a thing called Clown NATO. Yeah, when you're like. Sharknado's
2: done. What do I watch next? Oh, someone's. I hold my beer. I can show you something better. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> zombie I, clowns in a tornado. From the looks of it,
1: I see tornadoes and I see clowns. I have not seen. I've not seen clowns in the in tornado. The
2: to- yeah, you're right.
1: So I mean,
2: maybe. Don't know how the two connect, but <laughs> it's in the title.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, this looks like it's very much going to.
2: I just want to see a cameo from from Homeboy from Sharknado show up at some point. There's <laughs> a cameo of him showing up with a chainsaw, killing clowns. Because if you got to deal with a tornado, you want uh, Ian,
1: whatever name it is. <laughs> I just want Samuel L. Jackson. I'm sick of all these clowns and these motherfucking tornadoes. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I don't think this film has a budget big enough no. to get a Sam Jackson cameo, though i um, not quite sure what the budget even was for this. It was just one of those things that I saw and I was like, really, this is going to be a thing. And I don't know. It's almost like if the purge took place in the middle of a tornado outbreak. <laughs> it's kind of the the vibe I'm getting from this. I don't know. Yeah, that looks weird as shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, this is just a whole film... That, you know, they stole from an ICP album. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I mean, this looks like one of some of those bad movies we find in, like, the deep corners of Netflix that never gets a theatrical release. It just appears in your Netflix queue, and you're like, the like what was that, uh, the stoner zombie movie we watched? Or Zombiever. You know, it's kind of very much in that uh, vein of, of film.
1: Which were very enjoyable and still on my recommended list, thank you very much. <laughs> okay maybe not so much they're probably still on my recommended list because i did watch them but um, i can't say they were all that enjoyable i don't know but yeah uh we'll keep you posted as uh we learn more about the cast and release date for clown nato <laughs> oh, um, we're gonna have to do a clown nato episode i already see it <laughs> how do we not uh, hopefully this thing breaks before you know the halloween season yeah or cause this is definitely uh, a <laughs> something I mean, should we, happen we have not did a bad b horror movie film i mean i but, don't know this looks like a much more serious version of um what is it zombie uh, clowns from outer space yeah or was it and uh, there's like whatever attack of the killer tomatoes <laughs> so um yeah um okay, moving on to something that uh is a little bit more in the nerdy realm. We got our first trailer for the CW's Batwoman. Um I kind of have mixed thoughts on this. Um, Which um,
2: Ruby, was it Ruby Rose uh who I mean, she's kind of a badass in things I've seen. I mean, she was good in uh, the last Triple X movie. I mean, she was in the last uh well, Resident mean, Evil movie.
1: I know most of your Triple X movies. I mean, you no, no, get...
2: she wasn't in that Triple X movie. She was ah. in the Vin
1: Diesel Triple uh, X movie. The Return of Xander
2: Cage. And action wise, this trailer looked pretty badass, but it's it's in the Arrowverse. It's a Greg Blanty show. And, and you know, Arrow's kind of winding down now. But, uh, you know, they premiered her in the crossover episode this year. And she was kind of cool in, in that. So. I mean, I I will give it a shot. I've watched all the other Arrowverse uh <laughs> shows that have popped up.
1: I mean, they're for a long time. I mean, I was a big fan of, you know, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and, you well, know, fucking Legend I, of Tomorrow is still good. That you know, <laughs> season of it, it's fucking crazy. And 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 that type of stuff. Um this kind of took a direction, you know, which you're more familiar with, you know, the the more recent episodes, but uh I don't know. I mean, you know, like
2: yeah, some of them seem to be getting a little more, you know, political. Uh, <laughs> and
1: and I, I don't understand, like, you know, where does the, like, we've had great females in movies for a long time. Like, where did this, hey, I've got a state I'm a female and everything come from? Like, I can. Yeah, the the character itself from the comics is a lesbian. Which I'm fine with, you
2: know? And I think a lot of times people who make the trailers for things aren't the same people who make the actual show. Because, like, in the crossover episode, it wasn't as beating you over the head with it as it was in this trailer for it, where it's very much like, I'm a woman, and I'm not going to let a man take credit for a woman's work. And just very, like, you know, I am woman, hear me roar, where it wasn't, it was more like, this is what the character is. No big deal. Let's move on with the story. When she appeared on Arrow,
1: yeah. So I'm hoping like, I mean, the actual
2: show is not this.
1: Cause I mean I'm I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, shit. These action sequences with this female yeah. look awesome. Like I don't need you to beat me over the head with the fact that you are a female though. Like <laughs> I can draw that distinction from the name Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the suits good,
2: but it will be better when it's made for a woman.
1: You know, it's like it, yeah, the trailer is very weird. Which, like I said,
2: the her original appearance was not this like you know hitting you over the head with it. Where, like I said, the trailer, like I said, and a, a lot of times the people who make trailers aren't the same people who make the shows. So I'll give it a chance because, like I said, the when she appeared on the crossover episode of Flash and Arrow this season, it was uh, pretty badass. And from the action sequences, you know. It looks pretty, pretty badass. And hell, in the trailer, we barely get to see her in the suit. It's just her kicking ass. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, I'm perfectly fine with that. It, it's just so weird that you know there. It's got to be this vindication, you know, uh, type thing. I, I like, I, I don't really see the need. Like, if it's a, you know, great movie and everything, or a, you know, in this aspect, a TV series, like. You know, do we need to beat this female empowerment thing over the head? Like, you know, I I feel like oftentimes it just creates, you know, these fake controversies and, you know, gets people divided up. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, all you're doing is splitting your yeah, viewer I, base I, instead of, you know, hey, we've got this great show. Sweet. Let me check it out.
2: Yeah, because I very much, like, do not give a shit of her... Her love life. As long as she's kicking people in the face, I'm good with it. Do and whatever I don't, you, I don't, you know, do. You
1: boo. Just keep kicking people in the face. <laughs> I mean, I have no problem with a love life. You know, I love lesbians. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it, yeah, like you said, things s- seem to be getting a lot more preachy lately.
1: <laughs> I mean, which I I just don't under you know. It's almost like you know you're trying to appeal only to a you know. Militant feminist, or some guy that's gonna apologize because he was born a guy and has no control over his gender. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I but I just, from the
2: the action sequences, I'm I'm in. I'll definitely give this
1: a give this a shot. Just strange things are afoot, and I don't quite understand. We fall back to the we're getting old. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I mean, I guess people are confused on which restroom to use and whatnot. I mean, you know, we've had unisex restrooms at the cigar shop now for decades, and I've yet to see an issue. So, I mean, <laughs> damn. Like, yeah, it's like, we
2: it... don't care. Just do it, man. Yeah. Like,
1: like... what are you, you going to pee or you're going to shit? What's
2: going to be? Or <laughs> right, I like the, uh, there's a bar in uh, Delano that I went to. Win too. The, the bathroom sign had pictures like a man, a woman, an alien, a zombie. And it's like, we don't care, just wash your
1: hands. (laughs) I'm like, damn Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, Masters of the Universe. Speaking of reboots and things uh, from our childhood. Yeah, um, apparently it's getting a new release date.
2: Um, And as bad as the Dolph Lundgren movie was, I liked that movie. I mean, it had almost zero to do with the cartoon, but it was... In the era of eighty cheesy action movies, it was fun to watch at least. So I'm uh, I'm curious to see what they're uh, going to do this time around.
1: Yeah, um, you know, with this, hey man, here, <laughs> I mean, Skeletor's has always been, you know, one of those, you know, iconic villains. I mean, it was not too long ago that who was it? Hyundai, I think, actually, you know, incorporated Skeletor in. Yeah, know, they had one that of the... little toy car ad. <laughs> you know so i mean uh you can check this out March 5th 2021 unless it gets postponed again we'll keep you apprised <laughs> um up next uh we got a new Mortal Kombat movie speaking of more nostalgia uh, we just had the um you know Mortal Kombat 11 video game released not too long ago um but I have had yeah, a chance this... to play it yet,
2: but always a fan of Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Warner Brothers, um, you know, I scheduled this movie, no coincidence, for March 5th of 2021. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's going to be Mortal he Kombat Man versus, versus Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Uh, Masters of the Universe. I mean, we'll see, you know. I guess you... you... I have the power. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of interesting that they're going to, you know, have the the same release dates because um, I think originally um, this film was set to release much sooner. But you know, anyway, I haven't seen much on you know way of storyline or anything for this one though. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I mean, because I did enjoy you know the original you know yeah, the first um,
2: Mortal Kombat movie was good. The second one was kind of kind of shitty, but. The first one was good. And that um Machinima, the the YouTube uh series. Yes. Which didn't really have much of a storyline, but each episode was kinda of like just featured a fight and it was pretty badass.
1: Most definitely. Um, okay, well, speaking of fighting and pretty badass, how do you feel about a uh, sparkly Batman?
2: No. No. Burn burn it with fire. Just when I thought the D C movie universe could not get any worse, which Saying this, I still get to see Shazam, uh, which I've, I've heard it's, it's decent, but in Aquaman was good. But yeah, now you're making fucking sparkly vampire, uh, Patterson, whatever, uh, Patterson as the new Batman. Like, how do y'all just keep getting worse? Well, <laughs> Cause I, this dude cannot act. I've not seen anything in it with him that I'm like, yeah, I get this dude. No, he's a fucking emo What else has he been in
1: besides Twilight?
2: I don't know. That's what I'm saying.
1: Has he done anything else? Quick.
2: Like, I know the werewolf guy went and did some bad action movie that uh, you know sucked because he was all rooted out and still had a 12-year-old girl's voice. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I, I have no idea what that dude has done besides those stupid Twilight movies, and I really don't want to see him as Batman.
1: Well, I mean, he was in Harry Potter and the uh, the Goblet of Fire in two thousand and five. Yeah, that's um, how much I remember him being in that movie. <laughs> I didn't uh, know he was in that movie. I mean, his most recent stuff was Good Time from twenty seventeen. Haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. High Life <laughs> for twenty eighteen. Haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Haven't. Uh, Cosmopolis.
2: I don't even know I what don't, that I is. No,
1: <laughs> the Lost City of Z. Uh, no. Yeah. Water for Elephants. No. The Rover?
2: The only way this movie might be decent is I, I saw some memes where people were like, make this motherfucker Terry Guinness and bring back uh, Michael Keaton, his old man Batman, and give us a Batman Beyond movie. Well, that's, that's the only thing I want to see at this point. I mean, make this not suck.
1: You know, Reeves came out and said that, you know, this is going to be a different rendition of batman than anything done previously Yeah, i've where, kind of heard
2: rumors they're going to go back and do like the batman year one well
1: what they're talking about series. here or what he stated is this is going to be a point of view driven new era batman tell it's you know told very squarely on his shoulders and you know he's going for thrilling but emotional and it's a batman in his detective mode um than what we've seen in any of the other stuff. Um, you know, the comics issue. have a history of that. <laughs> He's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and that's not necessarily been a part of what you know the movies have been. Um, so he wants to go on a detective journey um, of tracking down criminals and trying to solve crime and going to allow his character to have an arc so that he can go through a transformation into spark- sparkly Batman. Yeah, sparkly Batman,
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I wasn't hugely against Batfleck. <laughs> I mean, he was, like, the only good part of uh, some of those <laughs> recent I mean, movies. And,
1: and that's kind of been the thing, man, is there's been so much negative, you know, on batman and the different actors over the years and everything else that yeah, because at one know, point they were talking about have, uh have we hit a point to where no those were the good now it's yeah. about to really get bad
2: i mean because time uh, there was a talk that uh whatever ham from Mad Men was going to be batman and i think that dude would have been a badass bruce wayne But yeah, fucking Pattinson. Yeah, I don't know about this choice.
1: Yeah, so I mean, he's thirty three years old, so slightly older than Christian Bell when he was, um, you know, cast. That's probably the other thing too.
2: I still see him as that, yeah, kid from Stupid Twilight. But he's also
1: younger than Ben Affleck, um, Michael Keaton, and Adam West uh, when they took the roles. So I mean, I I mean, it kind of makes
2: sense if they're if they're going to like the Batman Year One where it was like, you know a very much young new batman but still i i I don't know
1: i kind of you know i don't think that dude can (laughs) act i guess i guess we'll see or we won't see i don't know but i'm batman see me sparkle memes a plenty or a foot yes and uh any other tidbits of news anything you want to share with the listeners
2: i think that's all we got for this week Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO network at ESOnetwork.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at CigarNerdPod. You can pick up your Cigar Nerd uh, smoking shirts at com, And don't forget to get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code Cigar Nerd's. And with that, tell them about the Twinkie. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public store